and welcome to the Midnight Hour, the companion show to Nightlight, our movie podcast, also known as our first Patreon exclusive show. Keeping this conversation kind of going a little bit with life, though, right? I was I was I pitched this to David very briefly before we even got started here. Life two. What would that look like? <laughs> so let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about like what life two would look like now that this fucking thing is on Earth, right? Like I know a lot of people say like, yeah, this was the prequel to Venom and yada yada yada, which sounds weird to me because like we don't see this thing like transform into someone and take over their body. So, yeah. You so know, it has me think it's interesting. Go ahead. I, I want to say it's interesting because earlier um, with the movie facts, we kind of said, man, if this was um, like uh, just like intentionally made to be a Venom prequel, it would make it for a stronger movie. And it's kind of interesting how we both agreed on that because the expectations are different, right? When this is a right. sci-fi thriller, we we thought we liked it. We thought it was good and had some flaws. But if we were to see it through the lens of like this is a superhero movie and a prequel at that, we suddenly think, oh, at least I do. Wow, really strong movie if that was the case. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting how uh, that can change. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to hear what. Um, what your theories are as far as um, what can go on from here if we're not looking at it through that lens. Yeah, so one of my theories that I have that's kind of like popping up for me is the um, the fact that we have this creature now in Vietnam, right? Like that's where that's where it kind of got stationed. It got stationed in Vietnam and it's in Vietnam right now. And we know that. So like I'm 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 still curious on like what the fuck this thing is going to do. Like, we could see that it can transform, right? Like, we know that. We saw it transform three times, technically, and it can change its shape on any given will. So, like, I'm thinking that this thing not doesn't really want to hunt. I just think this thing truly wants to have a home. So, like, I feel like this is this is where, now that it's here... It, it's we'll try to find a home but the, my only thing is how is it going to reproduce because i feel like life that's like what life tries to do life tries to reproduce right i mean it's it it's the whole concept of yeah. like um when a dog is in heat right when a dog is in heat a dog knows like at this point in time it's just like uh i need to procreate I need to create little baby mm. puppies because I'm in heat right now. And same thing goes for humans yeah. too, right? Like when, when um, a woman is ovulating or something like that and the hormone balances change and stuff like that. So like all of this has me thinking about that. Can this thing do that? Is it asexual? Like, it, 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 like is it, does it need to do that? Does it need to procreate? Because that that is what confuses me that I really want to know if this thing needs to procreate because now that it's on Earth, now what? Is it just going to go around and just kill people to kill people? Like, I just, 
I, I'm just I'm confused. So like I feel like creating a life. Yeah, too you bring up. Really <laughs> yeah, you brought up what I was going to bring up was um, where it's kind of hard to contextualize what happens next. It's reproduction. We didn't really get that at all within the movie itself. And at this point, right. we don't know if the creature is asexual or not. And um, But also, like, what is its purpose for attacking and being so hostile, right? Right. Um, what is it going to do now that it's on Earth? Because, you know, we did try to contextualize that maybe it was for self-defense. And, you know, now that I think about the hibernation uh, statements that were made about how the creature could have been hibernated for, for years, it could just be eating at this point. It could just be really hungry. And right. that's, that's the only thing I can think of. It is almost like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, like what I brought up with the opening of the show, I, I, this creature, because of the anatomy, it, it kind of develops into, it, it feels like there's a lot of, malintent with the the eye contact moments right before it's kill and um like the snarling that we get as it does have a snout eventually um but it's so interesting because at the end of the movie with uh david jordan we see its new form where it it nauseatingly is like webbed out in the in the shuttle um, which right. grossed me out, man. Oh my goodness. Um, Did it? <laughs> but then I wonder what is the context of that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I felt sick to my stomach. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know why. It's just, it has to be your phobia, right? How I am lately. I mean, it's weird because I never had that phobia before and it actually went away. Like I had it for a couple months and then it no longer became an issue. But there are just some things that make me nauseous when I see them now. Wow. It's very that interesting. Is fascinating. <laughs> that is so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right though. Like yeah. I do think that like this this um it has it it has to be like this thing where it's just really hungry, right? Like and it's just trying to eat. But what happens when it's not hungry? Like what like I I'm curious of like what that looks like because it just feels like yeah. when it gets to a certain point it sounds like this thing survives best in the earth climate anyway, because it, when it changed or when it was in Mars, for example, like it was, uh, it was already dormant, right? It was dormant for hundreds of millions of years. So it being dormant for that long, it, 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 it can't survive in that environment. So it seems like the environment that it always needed to be in to be nourished is, um, in earth on, on earth. So, you know, another question that I do have, though, is how big is this thing going to fucking get? Like, this thing grows almost yeah. after every so I, hill. I was going to bring that up. And even right before credits, when we see it spread out and almost in a web-like fashion. Um, and when you kind of impose the question of, like, what's next? What's Life two look like. I think in a movie making approach, it becomes a kaiju movie. I think oh, this thing gets sure. bigger as it eats the inhabitants on Earth. You know, yeah, it has to, right? Like, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like at this point, it will just transition into a kaiju movie where this thing would get so fucking big, you'll probably turn into like Cloverfield or some shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. And I, I don't think that's like the author's intent of like what this creature is and what its trajectory would have been. But if we were to make a life too and we were looking at it as if we were making the next movie, mm-hmm. I think that would be the next approach. It's approach. It's how do we do it bigger and better, you know, larger scale. Right. right because, right. you know, you have the the size of Calvin in life in comparison to the space shuttle, but now you have to create that scale of Calvin versus the planet Earth. It's true. Very true. I'm trying to look up some things right now to see if there are any, um, anything that kind of like all this thing that's popping up is like endings explained. I'm just like, I don't want an ending to be explained. I want to know like if there's any theories. Um, but this one, this one pops up here. What was Calvin? What, what was Calvin doing at the end of life? Calvin ends up into a grapple with Danny inside, uh, Danny. Was his name David? Was his name Danny the whole time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Dr. No, I'm pretty sure it's Dr. David Jordan. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was David. (laughs) Well, they say Danny. For republicworld.com. Okay. So I'll just read it the way they intended it, I guess. But David, we'll, we'll think of him as David, but whatever. Um, uh, Calvin ends up grappling uh, with Danny inside the pod. This causes the pod to leave their decided uh, route and enter Earth's atmosphere at the end of life. Calvin's in the pod with Danny and discovered the fishing boats. See, like, this, this what the fuck? I know we saw that happen. Like, what the fuck, <laughs> guys? They're taking the question very literally. Yeah. Uh, the surprise ending of Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal's life explained. Screenwriting duo uh, Rhett Rees and Paul Wernick, who created Dead- Deadpool and Zombieland. Cool. Didn't set out to rip off Alien. Instead, their new movie Life uses the ingredients that made Ridley Scott's movie into the bona fide sci-fi classic and spins them into a more grounded contemporary take. It's uh, been a while, or quote, it's been a while since there was a claustrophobic movie with a monster in a haunted house field um, to its like this, Reese um, told Thrillis. Quote, we wanted to uh, we wanted to make this generation's defining sci-fi horror film, unquote. Um, I don't think they achieved that, but <laughs> whatever. You know, it's Instead interesting. Of- I think, oh, sorry. I just wanted no. to add in. It, it, it felt like they pitched their movie the next alien right um but it very much feels like yeah they were very much inspired um you know sometimes there are those that are inspired and may just take all of the source idea and mold it to be in their image but it's still the same source idea right right so this is this is their portion here of still nobody saw the ending coming. Uh, one of the real threat, uh, tre- uh, you know, which is funny because that that ending seemed obvious. <laughs> it's like because this thing was outsmarting them like fucking crazy. They never had the upper hand, like never. Yeah, not but even once. I, it didn't cause the the other space shuttle to go off into Fear. space, right? No, yeah. it was the fact that she hit debris. Well, in some ways he did, or it did, Calvin did, because um, that was a debris that, what's her face, Cat hit when um, she tried jumping across when Calvin was on her leg. 
Oh, interesting. So, in some ways, Calvin still caused that, which is kind of cool. So, do you do you think that uh, because of Calvin's power over uh, David, he uh, Calvin was intentionally trying to because you know it seemed like Calvin was very aware of what David was trying to do. And I wonder if he's out here thinking like, I'm going to go to your planet. Uh, (laughs) At this point, I think think so. You're trying to escape. I'm going to escape with you. Yeah. So when what I would have done since they have these lights, why don't you just feed the lights and have it stay outside while you got in your pod? Yeah. Are you talking about the oxygen? uh, Like, no, those rods little, or whatever those, they had. Yeah, those rods. Like, yeah. Why didn't you do that? I mean, it's obviously yeah. preoccupied. I think there there are a lot of holes. Yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. But like, that's what I would have done. I'm like, fuck that. Like, if this thing is this attracted to it, I'm gonna lay like <laughs> five of them right here and let it do its fucking thing while I'm doing my thing, and I'm out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that shit. If it so happens to jump on my ship, whatever, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't care. Just, I don't know if it could swim or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. So fuck it. Um, but this is what this is what they state here. Um, one of the real uh, treats of life is that even though you can reduce the movie to its influences, it still manages to be um, mostly unpredictable. That's especially true of its semi insane ending with nearly everybody in the crew decimated Ferguson and um uh, Gyllenhaal's character concoct a scheme involving the ship's escape pods to ensure Calvin won't reach Earth. Ferguson goes one way, hoping um, to escape to to the planet's surface while Gyllenhaal supposedly sacrifices himself by uh, wrapping Calvin in the pod while rocketing away into deep space in certain death. Except not. The escape pod thrusters send Ferguson to die alone in outer space while Calvin ends up consuming Gyllenhaal as their pod splashes down um, in the middle of the ocean on Earth. Cut to black. Hopefully leaving the audience speechless. It um, it was always meant to be that way. Quote, it's shocking how little the script changed from the first draft to completed movie, end quote, Reese said. Um, Quote, it's probably the the least amount of changes out of any script we've ever done, and unquote. He applauded Columbia Pictures' uh, willingness to be supportive about the Rory character's early death and the downbeat ending um, that assumes all life on Earth is doomed. Quote, there's always this idea that movies have to be happy endings, but to us, mm-hmm. it was less bleak than it was interesting, end quote. Warnick said, while Reese continued, uh, quote, in ending an ending doesn't have to be happy to be satisfying as long as it's a satisfying ending that logically makes sense with within the confines uh, um, of the story then it should work for life um for life to flourish other life had to be destroyed that's the cruel paradox we really wanted to end on unquote but that isn't necessarily the end. Recent word Warnick confirmed the ending was meant to set up a possible sequel. Quote, what would happen if Calvin was on Earth with an unlimited food supply able to grow exponentially and reproduce and become even more terrifying? Unquote. How the fuck is it reproducing? Yeah, exactly. This is this is what this is what I'm talking about. Like you 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 say reproduce, but the, the only thing I can think of is that it can force itself to reproduce. That's the only thing I could think of. 
That's the only yeah. way I feel like that could work. But anyway, Werdick asked um, in regards to what would happen if a potential follow uh, um, in a potential follow up. But Reese was quick to point out um, they haven't fully fleshed out the, the idea. Yeah, because you really dug yourself into a hole. <laughs> um, we don't have anything concrete, but there are definite thoughts and possibilities. What we, uh, what about it being a prequel? As for the recent inter- internet rumor that life supposedly sets up a Venom franchise in the S- Spider-Man universe, Wernick took it, took it in stride. Quote, it was a perfect storm for people connecting the dots to the wrong conclusion, he said. Unfortunately, <laughs> we weren't smart enough to connect those dots ourselves. Reese thought that the Venom gossip was good for life for another reason. We should have spread the rumor, he said, to help box office numbers. Yeah, that would have been smart. Yeah, honestly. But I feel like that's why this movie did have so much money, like brought in so much fucking money because of that rumor. Like that rumor. So you're saying? I feel like that rumor helped. Okay, so you don't think it was a little too late uh, at that point when those rumors are emerging? I don't think so. Uh, Because what? When did Venom come out? 2018, right? Yeah, 2018. So like I felt like I felt like that was a perfect storm cuz how much money did Venom make? Venom box office was 800 <clears throat> 856.1 million dollars. Got it. So they probably just are saying they want to capitalize even more on it. Right. Right. So Damn, Venom had 30% run to me. You know, I've still never wow. seen that movie. I haven't either. I'm not even remotely interested in watching that either. But <laughs> I'm not into superhero movies, so. Fair, fair. Yeah. Have you seen any horror superhero movies? I don't believe so. So, like, you haven't seen, like, The Crow? No. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> dude. I think, I think you would kind of dig it. You Have you seen yeah. Constantine? Nope. Wow. <laughs> man the horror virgin continues yeah I've got to keep the title yeah you definitely have to keep the title for sure forever <laughs> um, I mean Wes Craven even made one he made Swamp Thing back in like the Ooh. 80s um, so like I've, this could happen you've never seen like Spawn uh, no I've never seen Spawn I'm familiar with Spawn but I've never seen it wow I remember as a yeah. kid being fucking terrified of Spawn <laughs> but Spawn like, always seemed super cool. Yeah, and then I rewatched it like a few years back. God, that movie yeah. was really bad. It <laughs> was so bad. And I was like, holy fucking shit. They tried every yeah. CG in the book. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the only thing that was dope was John um uh as uh the violator who's that this fucking fat clown thing. Um, Ooh. he was awesome as that, but other than that, that movie's terrible. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, that's a bad movie. Um, <laughs> but hey, all, all in all, life is still a fun ride. Bringing it back full circle, I guess. Life is still a fun a fun ride, and I I I think that it is a telling movie of its time. Um, oh yeah, where it it definitely feels a lot like like this movie came out in 2010s for sure like they were trying yep. to do something fresh and they were trying to do something new um the next alien right 
exactly trying to make the next alien and i don't i definitely don't think they quite reached that um because it's just felt too much as like an emulator but um it had a great poster it's like this guy's hand is like inside of a a helmet and i thought that was pretty great um nice yeah so either way all in all fun flick and i just checked imdb to make sure it was david not danny it's david it's fucking david like it's not danny fucking weird like come on (laughs) anyway whoops i got it all wrong (laughs) anyway um david you got anything else you want to add to this just stay sweet everyone continue always and forever and it's been a pleasure to serve you